Well, you may be amused to know that a small boy amazed his teacher by saying that he knew the names of both the angels who announced the birth of the baby Jesus. And his teacher, a bit surprised, asked what the names of these two angels were. And the boy said, the angel Gabriel, and hark, the herald angel. <laughs> now, can I just say that I was a bit like that? So I, I didn't go to church. I didn't go to church. I didn't have any friends who went to church. Uh, but then what happened was that I was invited along, uh, this was somewhat out of the blue, uh, to Wimbledon Baptist Church. And I met a group of people there who had a sense of peace that wasn't dependent on their circumstances. And at their carol service, the Reverend Norman Moss did a talk entitled, What's the Point of Christmas? And he said that if we accept God's gift of Christ at Christmas, then Christ will provide us with peace and joy in this life and in the next. And then, to illustrate how, he launched into a dramatic sketch whereby he got three members of the carol service congregation, don't worry, I won't do this, um, to come and stand, and each of these three volunteers stood on one of three chairs. So Norman's off, he's looking for his first volunteer. He explains this person's going to play the part of God the Father. So this person comes and stands on a chair over here, and Norman narrates his own sketch. Norman says, in the beginning, Norman says, God creates gravity and electromagnetism. Matter and antimatter, neutrons and electrons. God brings space, time, matter, and energy into existence at a point in the finite past. God creates our finely tuned universe, and then God creates life. And then God creates human beings, eventually, and he's off. He's off. Norman's off again. He's looking for his next volunteer. This person, Norman explains, is going to play the part of mankind womankind, humanity, and man comes and stands on a chair right next to God the Father. God and man have this massive hug, and at this point, everything in Norman's sketch is going really well. But then sadly, what happens next in Norman's sketch is that man becomes so preoccupied with the gifts that he's been given. It's like he kind of forgets where the gifts have come from, before you know it, he's turned his back on the gift giver and he's started to sort of wander off in this direction. And can I just say that I can relate to this, I can sympathize with this, because I think I would have said, well, yeah, I mean, if God really did make the planet that I'm standing on, I mean, if God really did make the oxygen that I'm breathing, I suppose, well, yeah, I suppose God probably should be number one in my life. But for so many reasons, he's not. I mean, not really. God's kind of on my radar somewhere, I would have said. Folks, by this stage, man is back on his chair, but he's really quite a long way away from God the Father over there on that chair. And Norman says, the thing is, Norman says, the thing is that all of us are on this chair. That the Bible says that actually all of us have sinned, and now we fall short of the glory of God. The glory of God's over there on that chair. We're here. And so there's this big gap. There's kind of this big separation. Norman says, look, if we're still on this chair when we die, we won't be in heaven when we die, because look, heaven's all the way over there. 
He said, we're facing an eternal separation from God. We're facing an eternal death. In fact, the Bible says that the result of the wages of sin is death. He says, on this chair, we are facing the death penalty, Norman says. This is the bad news, Norman says. But then Norman's face lights up, and he scampers across the room. And he says, but the good news at the first Christmas is that God over here on this chair is so loving that when he sees us over there on that chair in this terrible predicament, he does something about it. He calls for his son to enter the world at the first Christmas. And Norman's off again. He's looking for his third and final volunteer. And this person, Norman explains, is going to play the part of Jesus. And so Jesus stands on a chair in between God and man and holds his hands up like so. And Norman says, this is why the shepherds are told Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Because when Jesus grows up, the baby Jesus grows up, when he's 33 years old, he dies on a Roman cross of crucifixion, like so, and he takes the death penalty, the death penalty that was coming to us over here on this chair, Jesus takes it instead of everyone who trusts in him. That's why he's a Savior. He saves us from the death penalty. He Solves the problem. It's as if figuratively speaking, he builds a bridge. He makes a way back for man to get back to God. And so Norman's sketch ends unforgettably with man on this chair, kind of sizing up his options, thinking, yeah, man holds on to Jesus. He goes through the cross. He's now standing on the same chair as Jesus. He goes through the cross, by the cross, holding on to Jesus, believing in Jesus, and eventually gets back on the same chair as God of the Father. God and man have this massive hug. The carol service congregation erupts in cheers and laughter and applause. And then Norman spins around. He says, that's the point of Christmas. That God so loved you over there on that chair that at the first Christmas, he sent for his son Jesus to die so that now, if you believe in him, in, in Jesus, you will not perish. You will not perish on this chair. You won't even be on this chair. No, you won't be on this chair because you will have believed in Jesus. You'll have made your way going through the cross, by the cross. You'll be back. You'll be reunited with God the Father. And it's amazing to think that Jesus actually volunteered for this rescue mission. That this life, which began with these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, by stark contrast, his life ends, first of all, with a Roman flagellum, which was used by two soldiers who whipped his back. And then there was a crown of thorns placed down upon his head. And finally, Roman nails driven into his hands and feet. So as Jesus hung on the cross, figuratively speaking, I suppose he was building a bridge. He was making a way. He was making a connection, firstly between heaven and earth, but he was also connecting God over here on the one hand with man over here on the other. Jesus was uniquely qualified to bring these two parties together because on the one hand, he really was God. At least the Bible says he was as much God as God the Father is God, as much God as God the Holy Spirit is God. In just a few minutes, we'll all be standing up and we'll all be singing, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Jesus was fully God. 
But on the other hand, Jesus of Nazareth is a fact of history. He was a real human being. And so as Jesus hung on the cross, connecting heaven and earth, God and man, at the end of his life, just before he died, he did feel a sense of job done. Satisfaction, bridge built, and he cried out from the cross, It is finished! Job done. Bridge built. He made a way whereby anyone can come back across the bridge. And you can do that if you haven't ever done so before. You can come across that bridge and you can have that eternal, lasting sense of peace. Peace. So the message of Christmas really is glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men and women on whom his favor rests. And once you've crossed this bridge, once you've got that peace, what a thing it is for you to wake up tomorrow morning and then every morning for the rest of your life knowing it doesn't matter what comes against me today. I know God loves me. God's got a good plan for my life. I've got peace with God. If you receive that peace this morning, maybe next week you're standing at a freezing bus stop, but you know in your heart, I've got peace with God. And if you're not sure that you have got that peace, you can receive it. In fact, you can receive it right now. The whole reason, folks, why Christ came into the world at Christmas is so that you can have this peace. So I'd like to finish now by praying the last thing we sang. The last thing we sang was the last verse of A Little Town of Bethlehem. And in a moment, I'd like to make it a prayer. I'd like to personalize it. In a moment, I'd like to pray, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. O come to me, abide with me, my Lord, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. So I'd just like to say that prayer. You can pray it silently. There's no need for you to pray it out loud. You can just pray it silently. And then as we're praying, I'll add, if I may, a short prayer that you might also like to make your own. So I know that normally people bow their heads and close their eyes. You, you can do that if you'd like to, but equally you can just look straight ahead. It really doesn't matter. But I'm just going to pray that verse. It'll only take me 30 seconds, but why don't we pray together? And if you want to receive this peace, why don't you silently pray with me these words? Maybe this morning you're praying something like this. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. Oh, come to me. Abide with me. My Lord, Emmanuel. And maybe this morning you're praying, dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, I am sorry that I've sinned, I've fallen short of your glory. But thank you so much that at that first Christmas you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross as my substitute in my place instead of me. Now I'm turning to you. You 
are my Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. If you want to make that prayer your prayer, then while everybody's reaching for a pen and just leaving a comment on our comment cards, you can tick the box on the back that says, I prayed the O Little Town of Bethlehem prayer. And if you are ticking that box because you do want to make that prayer your prayer, please tell us who you are. Tell us how we can get in contact with you to encourage you. Folks, the idea here is if everyone joins in and we all leave a comment, tell us what you thought of our event. Hey, December 2024, we're going to be doing something like this again. How could we do it differently? What did you like? What didn't you like? Give us your honest feedback. If everyone's writing something, then if there is one person, a row behind you or a row in front of you, and actually they do want to make that prayer their prayer, they do want to pick up a pen and they quite like to tick that box, if everyone's writing something, it's easy for them to pick up a pen as well. But if most people aren't doing it, it's hard for them to be like the only one who's like on the floor reaching for a pen and filling in the box. So why don't you uh, leave us a comment now. If you are ticking that box because you want to make that prayer your prayer, then please tell us who you are and tell us how we can get in contact with you. So we'll just have 60 seconds now. There'll be some background music. And then in 60 seconds' time, we will all be standing up and we will all be singing Heart the Herald Angels Sing. But 60 seconds, leave us your comments. And if you're ticking that box, please tell us who you are. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, well, thank you so much for your comments. Uh, when our service ends, our stewards are going to come. They're going to collect up all the comment cards, all quickly, all in one go. And uh, thank you so much for your feedback. Uh, we'll greatly benefit from that. Why don't we stand together now, and we're going to sing our final carol, which, as you might have expected, is Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Let's stand and let's sing.